0: yo what's up everybody welcome back to big league chicago i'm rick here with jack and bear the fuck down chicago <laughs> what a way to start the season for the fucking bears um yeah man it you know let's start off with the bears we got bears breakdown going on tonight uh, we've also got uh, Sky High later and as well as Crosstown Convo towards the end. But let's start off with the Bears' breakdown. They win. They beat the San Francisco 49ers week one, 19-10. I feel like i got to start off with that, with they win, right? Like, nobody – I don't think oh, was expected it.
1: No, none of us had it picked. Um, I think we set our expectations for a certain reason. It makes moments like these that much more sweeter. Um, mm mm-hmm. And Eric's ten and seven or seven ten and seven I think is what he had it at. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, ten and 7 ten, seven is is alive and looking bright, and and the team heads to uh, Green Bay for a Sunday night game. But damn, was it exciting in the rain! Uh, yep, <laughs> in the rain, in a pool of rain, I should say. <laughs> uh, the Bears came out on top. It was it was a gutsy performance. It actually looked like. The team had a, a sense of direction for the first time in 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 years, honestly. Um, and you saw some really good performances from people you wouldn't expect it from. And I want to start it off with uh, Trevion Jenkins. You know, I think the guy mm-hmm. um, was stellar throughout the whole game. There's a video of him um, knocking Nick Bosa on his ass after uh, um, helping out on a block. He was. Yep. I thought he was really good. Um, to start that game, and then um, I was also really impressed with some of the rookies on defense as well. Um, I think Kyler Gordon kind of showed out a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Who had the interception? It was. Uh,
0: it was actually Eddie Jackson. It was actually Eddie Jackson came in and uh, and and you know dove for that interception, which he read really well. And, and like you know you were pointing out the rookies and I, you know the secondary in general. Kyler Gordon, ja- Jaquan Brisker, uh, as the rookies did really well. Uh, eddie jackson with the pick and even uh um jalen johnson with a lot of tackles a lot of nice pass, uh, passes defended he did really well uh the whole secondary just kind of blew me away and this is i mean for pole's first draft to start his first two picks and they performed that well in shitty conditions against the uh a, a good a good 49ers team you know coming to the season i you know that just that's that's awesome for him it makes him look great as a general manager um and yeah you know the the offensive line they, they did struggle they struggled quite a bit you know braxton jones specifically with with uh uh bosa um struggled a bit he was i mean he was getting absolutely thrown around by bosa which you know he's a rookie against a very established you know you know edge so i mean you got to give it to him he tried his best and you know the offensive line while they struggled in the first half the second half came you know was just way better Um, for the, for the offensive line, you mentioned, mentioned Jenkins as well as Lucas Patrick, who did play this game. Um, they did really well. Um, and I, I guess just for the first half, you know, uh, it was so frustrating to kind of see what to me seemed like the same fucking offense that they've been playing the last two years on their Nagy or whoever Nagy decided was calling plays whenever it was, um, it was just frustrating, and I think all Bears fans were kind of saying the same thing. I was very active on Twitter on Sunday. I'm sure Jack knows. Uh, he liked a few tweets that I was tweeting out. So I was really active, active. on Twitter. Oh yeah, very very active. <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm going to be doing every Bears game. You know, Sunday night football is week two, so that it's going to be even better. Um, but that first that first half was very was just frustrating. Um, and you know, to go scoreless in that first half was just like shit. Is this going to be the same old bears of, of, uh, last year of the last two years, you know, but the Justin Fields was only able to get the ball off, uh, to running backs. But then, you know, the second half came, I don't know if coach flew said something to them in the locker room or get kind of started to maybe figure out the defense or if the rain, Played a bigger role than what we think, which you know I I'm one I, I'll I'll be one of the first to admit it. I think the rain absolutely helped us, and it was just shitty conditions for everybody. And you know the Bears luckily were able to do something with it in the second half. You know they Fields used his feet to scramble out of a I think it was like a second down when he when you know when the O line kind of was letting through a couple of the ends. You know used his feet, scrambled to the left. Hit a wide open Dante Pettis for that 51-yard touchdown, which was awesome. Um, <clears throat> it's nice to see him kind of just checking all over the field to do that. Hit him in stride. Well, not in stride, but just hit him in the open field. He he ran for the touchdown there, which put the Bears up. Well, which put the Bears on the board for 7-0. Um, they were down three at that point. It was 10-7. And then Equinemius St. Brown in the fourth quarter, as well as Khalil Herbert, both scored. Uh, that one, that one to to St. Brown though, uh, you know he he threw a really nice nice route. He was he led him to it. This I think this was the first time I've ever seen uh, a pass thrown and you know to wide receiver that led him into the ball instead of him th- having to stop or it's overthrown. So that was awesome to see. You know, Cairo Santos missed a couple of those PATs, but again, it is kind of what it is. Um, I don't know. What oh, were your thoughts on all that?
1: I've got a lot of thoughts. Um, Let's go. We'll start with the, off, the offense in the first half. You know, I think that's you know where my predictions were for the season, where your predictions kind of were for the season. It's where we kind of thought things would stall out. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately enough, that second half wasn't the case. Um, as you know, you kind of hinted towards the weather. You know, both quarterbacks went through under 150 yards. Or actually, correction: Lance did by 10 or 14. So no one threw Mm -hmm. under 175 yards over um so you know you can kind of really tell it was a ground game game and the bears were able to kind of crack off a few extra plays with uh, fields using his feet and finding uh um you know pettis for that one touchdown um so uh yeah no i thought that was a big excitement i think the real story of that first half was the fact that the defense kept him alive Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the fact is, they went into the locker room down seven. And I took that <clears throat> as a win, especially given the fact oh, yeah. that San Francisco is being um, called the playoff team. I don't know if they will be after this week. Um, These things <laughs> yeah. are definitely calming down on that train. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think that was a gutsy win. I like where the Bears' position is, they like where they're at. No one's mm-hmm. picking them to do anything. Uh, so they're just going out there to play football. And. In reality, they have a lot of cap coming next year, so there's there's positives to look through through that. And I think any win this year is a, is a plus, and oh, yeah. I think in in the addition, they also scared some teams in, into realizing maybe we weren't the worst team in this division. And, <laughs> and uh, as I was talking around with friends, you know, besides Aaron Jones and and uh, and Dylan, the running backs, Rogers really only has tongue in to throw to. So I really do yep. think. The Packers might low-key be the worst team in this division. Uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday night. But uh, I do actually have some more confidence heading into that game. Um, yep. To reel her back in, I, I think the defense set the tone in that first half. The offense was able to kind of adjust to the conditions. under, on, on Unlike Trey Lance, I will say uh, Fields' one interception was quite bad. Um, I don't know what was really going through his, his mind yeah. on that one interception. It was ugly. Uh, but he was able to, you know, reel it in and by throwing for two and scrambling for some extra yards as well. Um, interesting enough, Khalil Herbert led the team in rushing. I was kind of surprised That's to see Montgomery um, a little bit lacking in that role. But uh, uh, we'll see what week two carries against Green Bay. I think there's a lot of positives to look forward to. And, um, uh, you know, I think the last thing I'll leave it on is I saw an interview with Roquan, uh, even though he's got all this BS going on with the contract and negotiations, he was a guy who was just excited to win a football game, um, and was excited for his team. he, was, he looked like a leader, um, and he played his ass off and he was a big he role of the defense, uh, keeping, uh, San Francisco to 10 points. So I was really proud of Roquan and, and seeing what that defense was able to do. And then, you know, yes, the offense kind of by no means had a great day and yes it was a monsoon so i don't know how much we can judge the <laughs> offensive this week but um hopefully some clear skies and and maybe 60 to 50 degree weather in, in green bay this sunday night will mm-hmm. will uh right the ship and we'll be able to see what the luke getzi and and iberflus have cooked up for this offense you
0: you you make a bunch of great points about you know the, the packers he, you saw Aaron Rodgers. At least, I, at least I'm assuming, like all bear saw, like kind of the highlights of what happened when he was just like, you know, just pissed off at his wide receivers. Really, only gave, again, like you said, only has Aaron Jones, Dylan, Robert Tanyan to kind of lean on in 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 this offense right now. And I, I don't think you're you're far off in saying they might be the worst team in the North. Um, it would be interesting to 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 kind of see that see see there see them slide really all the way to fourth place uh cuz you know the, the Detroit Lions did really well yeah they lo- they lost another close game this season their first of many close losses i'm assuming they'll have um for the Lions against against Philly and Minnesota absolutely just smoked the do- the 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 Packers uh 23 to 7 um, which is scary to think about because, you know, for, for a long time, I've thought Vikings are second. They're good for second or third place usually. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson looked really, really fucking good this week. Um, So that kind of scares me a little bit in the north. But, you know, to kind of to kind of talk a little bit more about this game, a couple of things that stood out too, like you said, were Roquan. Dominique Robinson, another rookie that was picked up by Poles, had a sack and a half. Uh, and was just bullying whoever was on the that offensive line for for San Francisco. He was he was he was definitely penetrating that line. Man, you know, kind of rushing Trey Lance a bit. He did really well. Another you know, again another rookie that stands out and that makes polls look good. Um, <clears throat> Roquan had I think lead in tackles for the defense. And then we talked about it already, but it's nuts. Uh, what's that?
1: Just 11 tackles. It's it's a lot.
0: I know, right? Uh, and we, and we mentioned them already, but but uh, Eddie Jackson, ap- a- after getting absolutely just trucked by Debo in the end zone, I'm pretty sure you'll see my tweet. I was like, cut this motherfucker, you know, just get rid of him. And then he goes and gets that 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 interception, which is basically good old you know good old Eddie Jackson from 2018 Bears. Um and his first pick, I think, since 2019. So good for him. Um uh good for Dominique Robinson and Fields, yeah, he went eight for seventeen for like a hundred and some yards, but like you said, that 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 interception was pretty atrocious. I think maybe like one of the other linebackers was blocking his view from what people were saying. I don't know, but either way, that was an atrocious interception. Like you said, he made up for it with those two touchdowns. So great Bears win. Um they did enough and, and, you know, looking onto week two, like we're, like you're talking about, I, I don't know. It it, it does make the bears look a little bit better against the Packers offense that still doesn't seem to have like any answers to, to all the questions that are circulating it. The only answers I think are running the ball and, you know, throwing, dumping it off to Tanya at this point. Um, but I don't know if, if, Rogers owns the Bears, man. I just you know, he said it he said it he said it last year when we were all pissed off about it. And I just think that's gonna carry on into this season. Now, I don't think that I actually have a closer, closer score for this game, but I still think the Packers come out, you know, and, and, and win in Lambeau. Although I think once, you know, once once it gets to back to Soldier Field later on in this year, it's gonna be a different story. But it's gonna. I, I think the Packers kind of take the Bears twenty-four to seventeen. Um, but I'm really, really hopeful about the secondary that the Bears have right now. They did again. They did really well against against San Francisco 49ers team that came in ranked fourth in the power rankings by the NFL. Which I'm sure they, like you said, dropped off immensely. Yeah. They were yeah. Fourth. Yeah, that was and, and you know it was Trey Lance again. It was the weather that that, that caused a lot of shit. So who knows. If it stayed, you know, 65, 70, and sunny, how this would have worked. But the Bears won. They're going into Lambeau on Sunday night football next week. I have them losing 24-17, to 17, but I think it's going to be a closer game than the you know score says.
1: Oh, I, I see this being like a 14-10. Uh, Green <laughs> they Bay do didn't have a good defense, than, too. Green, boy, Green Bay didn't score more than seven seven points on, uh, on Sunday to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I've got this a little bit closer. I think maybe a seventeen to fourteen, maybe a fourteen ten okay. um, type scoreline. I'm going to flip for my pick uh, earlier in the season. I think the Bears are going to seek some revenge on Aaron. I think they're going to try and uh, bring the pressure, and I think they're going to they're going to claim Green Bay as their own for this season. And I think they're going to come out of Lambeau as winners. Uh, I got a buddy who's making the trip, so I'm going to hopefully. <laughs> Maybe just nice. strap the camera on him and tell him to press play. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, no, go Bears. I think the Bears take this one 17-14 or 14-10. to That uh, Bears.
0: I hope you're right because to start off 2-0 and <laughs> when I think we both had them all starting off 0-2 uh, would be fucking awesome. And it would just make me super hopeful for the eventual downfall that will be the Bears season uh, <laughs> for this year. But, you know I, if they start off 2 and0 that'd be great if Justin Fields could show you know a little bit more of what he showed in that second half of uh the game against San Francisco it'd be even better I, I think they're just getting started with this gety offense and as you know as long as the defense holds like they like they held in game in in uh, the game against the 49ers this should be a pretty good game to watch I think I don't think it's gonna be a bad Sunday Night football game either. Like, the, you know, the Bears had a couple primetime games last year. I think this is going to be a really solid Bears versus Packers, oldest rivalry in football type of game, and I can't wait to watch it.
1: Yes, sir. Go Bears.
0: Go Bears. All right, let's move on to Sky High. Pretty disappointing. Yeah, could not seal the Game 5 win to move on to the finals. They had one of the worst fourth quarter scores I think I've ever seen in any game, whether it be WNBA or NBA, they got outscored 24 to five in the fourth quarter. They were, they were up 58, 48 going to the fourth. They were up 10 and then they only managed to score five points in the fourth quarter. The sun just wanted the game more. It looked like, cause they were just able to score at will against this, this sky defense, they scored the final 18 points with a little little less than 5 minutes left uh, and down 63-54 to uh, to win 72 to 60 72 to 60 what what did I just say 63 so you know the sky unfortunately don't move on to the finals um but a great season overall you know uh i think it was it was great they, they're the only champ they're the only recent champions in chicago so there was something to root for there um but you know on on the on the late collapse Chicago Sky coach James Wade said one of the biggest disappointments of his professional career. He does not mince words, dude. This coach James Wade does not mince words with the media or anything. If he's mad, he's mad. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I love it. Um but yeah, it is just one of the biggest disappointments of his career apparently. So that that sucks to only score 5 points in that that fourth quarter. Uh Kaylee Copper led the Sky with 22 points, 8 for 19. Three of five from three and added four steals. And our own CP3 finished with seven points and nine rebounds. And, you know, with with them being um, ousted out of the playoffs here, it kind of comes into question now. Will Kens Parker come back next year? Because she's 36, I think, right now. And last year was actually like. When she came to Chicago, it was one of those things where she was like, "I don't, I don't know if I want to play." She ended up playing for the for this guy, and then they won a championship. But uh, she said, "I'm going to go back, reevaluate whether I'm able to continue to play at the level that I hold myself to." And I think that's the biggest thing. I don't ever want to cheat the game. I won't cheat the game. So, her and a few other guys, like uh, uh, who else? Miesman. Um, oh my God! There's Quigley. A few of those those ladies are going to be. I think on expiring contracts. So they're also going to be deciding whether or not they're coming back. Cause a lot of them are, are, uh, veterans of the game. So we'll see what happens. But I, like I said, overall great season, they couldn't get the back-to-back championships, but you know, great season overall for Chicago. They had a great regular season record showed a lot of, you know, had a lot of great games in the postseason. but unfortunately they won't be in the finals against the aces this year.
1: Sad stuff. Um quickly recap of the game that fourth quarter. I think they finished off this um I think the Sun finished this guy off on like an eighteen to nothing run. Yep. It's just not how you're to win ball games, especially elimination games, unfortunate to see. Hopefully it isn't the last time we see Candace Parker um in the black and blue. And uh um still, like you said, heads up and, and congrats to this team. It's been an uh impressive run these last two years and hopefully we'll see some more of it as uh, as they come back and look to be stronger next season i believe the sun or what they lost game one and they lost game two tonight so i think so yeah um uh, they're down 0-2 and could be uh losing the series tomorrow night it looks like <laughs> so yeah um, aces are up 2-0 it looks like it could be las vegas's year good for them Uh, unfortunate for us ghost guy we'll see him next season was exciting to follow them through that uh, playoff run
0: yeah yeah very exciting uh we'll see if kansas parker comes back we'll obviously keep you guys updated on what the team's going to look like for next season i've got something for you all right let's head into the crosstown convo and Let's start off with the Sox because that's they're the, they're the better team. They're the better team on the South Side. Let's be honest here, right? Uh, they uh, they they won tonight. They beat the they beat the Rockies tonight, and I just gotta say before we get into it, fucking Jose Abreu, man, hitting that homer and just him trotting around the bases. There's just so much swag on that guy. Like his chain, just he just he's just swagged out. I fucking love that guy. But I'll let you go into the Sox here for Crosstown.
1: Oh, interesting enough. Uh, funny enough, a guy I actually really don't like, in bracelet de Chabo, threw out the first pitch at the uh, Sox game tonight. Oh. As the live tour is in uh, the suburbs this weekend, uh, oh, wow. don't don't go support. Don't go support. You can watch him on YouTube for free um, instead of paying for for their stupid <laughs> tickets. Uh, all hail, not all hail, but um, you know, allegiance to the PGA Tour. Back onto baseball. <laughs> Uh,
0: A quick hitting by Jack.
1: <laughs> I don't know where to get started on this team. I mean, you know, last week uh, we talked. They were in third place. That's no longer mm. the case. They have passed Minnesota. They're now second in this division, sitting at 73-69. and 69. And, yes, that's three games back of those pesky Cleveland Guardians. Uh, yep. They do face them for one game in Cleveland on Thursday. That should be an exciting one. It does look like Lance Lynn will get the ball for that one as – Uh, Dylan Cease will get the ball tomorrow for the 110 start versus the Rockies. Uh, They did what they had to do in Oakland. They took three out of four. Taking four games on the road is a pretty damn impossible thing to do in this day and age, even if the team is that bad. Uh, So taking three out of the four was very impressive. And two of those games being blowouts, one of them being a little bit closer. Um, And then actually on Friday, being one of the wins of the season by scoring... uh, I believe four runs, five runs in that ninth inning um, off uh, their closer, A.J. Polk, uh, to take the win. Um, so that was an exciting one on Friday. Unfortunately lost the uh, last game 10-3 to 3 on Sunday. Uh, but as you hinted at, an exciting performance from Jose Abreu, an exciting performance from Eloy Jimenez, who's been hot as all hell since coming back from the injured list. Um, has kept his team in the running, kept them paced with uh, the Cleveland Guardians, as I mentioned, they do travel for a one-game set with them. On Thursday, that will be a day game. Um, the other last exciting stuff I'll touch on in terms of series stuff since we've last talked is they were mm-hmm. able to take two out of three from Seattle. So um, they're winning games. They're starting to beat clubs. they got to win series. I'd love a sweep. You've got, min- oh, yeah. you've got Detroit. Uh, you're going to Detroit Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Love to take three of those games. Can't hate them if it's two out of three. Um, and then, really, the series of the season—three games: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. On Rick's card, the boys will be traveling to guaranteed rate, watching and supporting, and following <laughs> and covering what? Uh, what? the games. <laughs> but no, uh, in, in somebody forged my the signature for this. <laughs> Uh what what has to be the series series of the year. Cleveland comes mm-hmm. to town for three games. Um as we sit three games back of Cleveland who is sitting I believe at 75 and 65 um uh, about 20 games to play. 5 of them, 4 of them against Cleveland um and I believe six of them versus Minnesota. So very important oh, wow. ball games left. And uh, sprinkle in a, a weird series with San Diego in, uh, in San Diego. Uh, Chicago will finish it out pretty, primarily with AL Central opponents. Uh, like I reiterated, gotta win uh, versus Detroit. Gotta beat mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota, at least beat up on the Twinkies two out of three. And, you know, I don't know what to expect once they travel to uh, San Diego for that three game set. That's, it's a weird one, I don't understand it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the weather will be a little bit warmer, so hopefully that will treat the Chicago Bats to a little bit better luck. But uh, we will be in October at this point. So should be an interesting race to the end. Like I said, 20 games left. Um, Aaron Bummer has returned. Exciting stuff for him, for the lefty to be back in this rotation. Gives the team a little bit more stability. He has been uh, pretty good since coming back. Uh, he came back in the last week. And uh, Yasmani has been a little bit healthier. Um, mm-hmm. As I talked about, Eloy is hitting the ball. Um, Tim Anderson, I believe, was cleared to start uh, baseball activities today, so he will look to start his rehab and recovery. Um, and you know, I, I'm I'm going to save this guy for uh, for our last little our last little segment at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But the last update I'll give is it, it was determined that TLR needed a pacemaker, so he did have a pacemaker installed. He has been traveling with the team um, as he was in Oakland for a ceremony. He has not been cleared by his doctors to take back over, um, the helm. Uh, but that's where I'm going to leave it at for now. And I want to talk about the current manager because, uh, he'll be coming up later in this episode. All
0: right. And I, that was the game against Cleveland coming up. That was the one that, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Alex was talking about when they were like, Oh yeah, the, the rain, we're going to delay this game. Right. When Dylan Cease was up to pitch. So, you know, here it comes right back, back to bite their ass back in Cleveland. Uh, Go ahead.
1: Oh, and that's it's what's unfortunate about it. I think the Sox lost out on a C start for that. A lot of people called for <laughs> mm-hmm. the White Sox to push uh, Liam back a day and, and throw Lance. I think tomorrow, and or not throw push Liam push Dylan back a day and throw uh, Lance tomorrow, and 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 have ceased for that outing <laughs> in uh, in Cleveland. But I don't I don't know if that will be the case. We'll have to kind of watch closely and see who takes the bump tomorrow.
0: All right. Well, how – and then when you guys are – because I, 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 I heard the episode of 3 Up, 3 Down. You guys should go listen to it. Everybody go listen to the recent episode of 3 Up, 3 Down. Boys in the Park. I love it. Are you guys going for the entire three game or are you guys going for one game in – In a, wait, is it actually to- or in, at the G-Spot?
1: We're not going to Cleveland this season. We will go, mm. we'll go next season um, and specifically a one-game set. Middle of the week Thursday for a 12 10 start is a little tough. Oh, okay. Uh, on the boys to make that trip, but Cleveland's in town, all 7 10 starts. Uh, I think we're definitely going to try and go to that Wednesday game. Got to see mm-hmm. what the schedule permits, uh, but hopefully go to two, if not three of those games. Ooh, maybe. Definitely go on Thursday as I look at my
0: schedule. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and definitely not Tuesday, but. Hopefully Wednesday and Thursday of
0: next week. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Then and what, what I'm sure thinking,
1: maybe a little. Uh, mm-hmm. And what the last thing I'll touch on is probably a little live stream or uh, at least an Instagram live mm-hmm. breakdown oh, yeah. and, and post game from the ballpark with the boys. Um, and Rick, I'll take a look at tickets and see if you want to hop on the the bandwagon. Come home for you know a few weekdays. Um, otherwise I, I know do. i think we'll, we'll see, what see. What we'll see you soon but uh it's, come bring it's that gonna be luck. on my
0: card i want to try to at least to go on <laughs> oh, jack signing my signature god damn it forging my shit. i, I love it though anything. i love it <laughs> also it's alex got it cool cool, cool. uh <laughs> um i how many games are left there's got there's like a little over 20 games left i'm sure or about 20 right yeah
1: i think Tonight was twenty one, so tomorrow
0: twenty. Okay, okay. I'm, we'll see. It, I was gonna say I'm starting to like it a little bit more, man. I just, you know, with with Tony gone, uh, it seems to be just uh, it seems to be a little bit better around the clubhouse. Um, I, got me believing again, dude. And especially with all that Jose Abreu swag, I'm loving it, dude. I'm loving it. So you know, after taking three or four from Oakland, which I was I was expecting the sweep. I was hoping they would take that fourth game, but they just they just cut it.
1: I think everyone was, and and frankly, I'm really upset with uh, L.A. Uh, the Angels. The fact mm-hmm. is, they were coming into this kind of series. Excuse me, with uh, Cleveland this weekend. Uh, at least Otani and Trout have been really hot. It really yeah. wasn't the case today. Uh, they lost five to four yesterday. Uh, they you need them to take a win, and and then they play <laughs> Minnesota for four. Actually, for five games this weekend. Yeah, yeah, five games this weekend. Two of them being a doubleheader on Saturday. Um, so you really, you kind of start rooting for Minnesota. And yes, they're two games behind us. Um, they're just at the five hundred mark. Uh, but I'm not worried about Minnesota. And having the fact that we do have six games left with Minnesota, um, I think we can beat out Minnesota for that first wild or first spot rather than uh, Cleveland, so I'd love for Minnesota to be our friends this weekend and make it a yeah. positive five-game set. At least try and take, you know, for their sake, if they want to stay in this race, they need to take three out of five, four out of five, which I think is near impossible, but uh, <laughs> I do think three out of five is reasonable enough, and, and while that's going on, Chicago needs to take advantage and beat up on uh, their neighbors up north in, in the Detroit Tigers.
0: I was going to say, man, like... A- Oh yeah, with Javi, yeah. watch out for him. gonna you know, just throw him sliders. You'll be fine. Um, I was gonna say that the the Twins pulled the Brewers, you know, opposite Central AL and NL. They pulled the Brewers and just completely fell flat almost after the break. I would say, and you know, the Guardians kind of came out of nowhere. I feel like I don't know that, that that's just an outsider looking in because I, I I don't think we ever talked about the Guardians once on three up three down when we were talking about division predictions and you know they just came out of nowhere bam up three games now with 20 games left in the season and minnesota just took a shit and i'm korea definitely going to opt out of his out of his contract next offseason well this coming up off, off season. so i don't know man it seems it's it's crazy but i would have never expected the guardians to be in the position they're in right now
1: <clears throat> no i agree Um uh, and if if it's unlucky for Jose Ramirez's sake, I think, if he didn't have, you know, Aaron Judge having the season he is having. And Shohei Atani being the guy that he is, <laughs> um, he'd be in yeah. this race for MLB, or uh, er, AL MVP. Uh, but that's just not the case. And But the guy's been stellar. Um, they've got great performances throughout the lineup. They're staying healthier than all three other teams. They're not making the mistakes these two other teams have made throughout the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. and their rotation has been excellent. So, uh, uh, Cleveland has, it, it has been quite surprising, surprising. I do agree with you, but, uh, um, you know, it's weird because you didn't see them add at the deadline. So you don't feel like Cleveland feels like they are confident in themselves making a huge, huge run towards a, towards a ring. So I, you know, it's going to be interesting if Cleveland can stay afloat, my gut is if their pitching stays the way it has, the betting man would say they're going to, Uh, but -hmm. hopefully um, some teams can bully up on them and including the White Sox and pull out some big victories and even the margin, because if if any of this goes to a tiebreaker, none of it lands in the White Sox favor as I believe they're (laughs) losing all of these uh, division series sets to these teams. So, um, going to a tiebreaker is not a, a white Sox friend as well uh no, my but God. but we'll see still hope still hope resides i'm not you know we, we've talked about waving the white flag we've talked about pulling hair out you know I, I, yeah i i'm staying calm everything is <laughs> uh is exciting at this point and i can't be too upset if they don't make the playoffs but i will still be mm-hmm. pissed and like i said uh uh, we'll talk about one other thing uh, later in the episode.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I don't think there's any other Chicago podcast sports media company that has waved the white flag and have said the Sox are back more than we have. Uh, so let's hope it's it's you know the latter. They're back. Twenty more games left. It is a close game, and the White Sox have great pitching. The, their offense is is heating up. So let's hope it stays that way into the playoffs, into an AL Central crown. Um, moving on to the Cubs, they beat the Mets today. Beat the Grom, four to one. They Hap absolutely demolished the ball off the Grom, a ninety-nine mile per hour fastball into the upper deck from Hap off the Grom in the second inning, and then Bodie added his second uh, homer of the year in the seventh. Gomes and Wisdom added a couple more RBIs to see for the Cubs as they won four to one. The only run came uh, came off a uh, Alonzo homer off Brandon Hughes in the ninth. So they beat the ground. That's that's that in itself is fucking impressive uh, for the Cubs uh, to beat the ground four to one. And you know, at New York, uh, you know the, the NL East leading Mets, by the way. So um, <clears throat> that's that, that's awesome. They even beat them game one. Uh, they put five earned runs on Bassett, two homers from Ortega and McKinstry, and then Javier Assad uh, pitched really well, going six innings, uh, five hits, one and runs in six K. So that's two in a row against the Mets. Let's you know the series before against the Giants. A couple of those games were on ESPN. They only took game one from the Giants, uh, lost two, they lost the next two. Um, but you know, Nico Homer in game one, smiley, put a great show on seven innings pitch, one hit zero, zero earned runs and eight K's in game one. Um, sorry, Gomes and Nico Homer in game one. But then, you know, Cubs lost game two, five to two and four to two. Marcus Stroman struggled. Uh, was actually struggled in relief three and two thirds, uh, and gave up three earned runs. But Suzuki did Homer in game three, which gives him 13 on the year. So, you know, little things to build on from that. But the Cubs, uh, you know, end the series in against the Mets in New York tomorrow if Smiley's going again for them on the mound. So, a sweep of the Mets would be sweet. I would love that. Um, nothing would make me happier than to try to play somewhat of a spoiler, you know, against the Mets. That'd be really fun. Uh, I'm still very salty about that 2015 NLCS that they beat us in. Uh, we won the World Series the next year, but whatever. Um other than that Ortega got hurt he got hit by a pitch <laughs> this <laughs> I'm still salty what can you what can I say I'm still salty fuck the Mets uh fuck New York um but Ortega got hit by a pitch he was trying to bunt he got hit by on his thumb or or, or his finger I forget what it was he's out for the year um uh, Madrigal seems to kind of be out for the year we don't know there's there's like a, like we said 20ish games left so he's on the aisle one more time, and I don't know if he's going to come back. Um, other than that, a lot of these guys that have been brought up, you know, we, I've been talking about it these last few episodes, have been doing really well for the Cubs, and they're things to look forward to um, for next year. Uh, haven't really heard much about Morell, but I mean, I'm sure he's still doing pretty well. Um, but, you know, the main guys, you know, you got Suzuki, you got. Uh, Nico Horner, guys going into next year who are like the legit starters for next year are doing really well. Starting pitching's doing doing pretty well. You know, you had Adrian Sampson, like I said, uh, six inning six innings pitched, zero earned runs and three Ks against the Mets. Um, so great outing from him a lot of these like no almost no name i don't want to say no namers but no namers uh from the cubs are doing really really good things for for the organization right now and i mean that's kind of where the cubs are at you know 60 and 82 for the season i'm kind of starting to think they might not surpass 95 wins i you know i I was like they for sure are going to surpass 95 but you know, with the way they're playing against the Mets, if they could just string along, you know, a few more, a few more series like this with the offense, with, with the pitching, with the relief, a lot, again, a lot of these new guys coming up and doing really well, if they could just continue to prove that they are the prospects that, you know, they've, they're ranked at, then I think they should have a pretty, you know, closer to 500 season. I'm hoping, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, um. But yeah, that's kind of the Cubs right now. Sixteen eighty-two, like I said. Uh, did we talk? I think we talked about Pujols hitting a homer in the last game against the Cubs. I think we talked about it last episode. But yeah, he's up to six ninety-seven. Six ninety-seven. Yeah, I remember in the episode three three you guys were talking about it. But that's the Cubs, third place. Hopefully, they like I said. Hopefully, they stay in third place because I don't want the Reds or the Pirates to even touch them right now.
1: Oh, the Pirates have been officially eliminated. Uh, oh nice it's it's, I don't know you know I think like you said there's things to watch there's bright spots to see it's been a positive week and a half Um, uh, unfortunate on the injury front with some of those guys coming down you want to see them get as much possible playing time as they can as you hope to build um, that team together interesting enough as I've been scouring uh, Twitter a little bit throughout this episode, you'll see, uh, I believe, Eric and (laughs) and, uh, the JCA boys' friends, uh, uh, Daniel Greenberg, has said that uh, Trey Turner, Mm. Carlos Rodon, they're not uh, necessarily against signing with the Cubbies. I would be a little surprised if Rodon does sign there, but um, apparently the Cubs are are starting to look like a more attractive free agency spot for this offseason, so... Um, things to look forward to as as that kind of approaches as the season winds down for the North Siders. Um yep. that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, fun fun enough that they got a game on ESPN late in the season. I'm kinda shocked by that. Again, <laughs> no offense too. to the Cubs, like <laughs> but like two teams that no, are no,
0: no, well no, out of the playoff taken. race, like oh, yeah.
1: Uh, and ESPN's, you know, not a choice choiceful decision there, but uh, they did what they had to do. It's not like Tampa or uh, the Tampa Blue Jays game would have been a better one. Or, or this was Sunday. <laughs> correction, Sunday night was the game. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Atlanta, Seattle, right, but I'm not going to go into it because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bully you that much. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, Thank I, you. Think, Thank you. I think things will turn around eventually. Um, exciting stuff to watch for years to come. Exciting to see what this team does in the offseason uh, with all this rumor, all this talk of wanting to spend money. Will they do it?
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Only time will tell.
0: And that's, and I think that's kind of the, um, that, I mean, you know, outside of Suzuki, outside of Morrell, outside of, you know, Ian Happ under control for another year and uh, these pitchers that are doing really well for the for the Cubs, you know, it, oh, I feel like a lot of the free agency buzz for the Cubs is they've got some good. Obviously, they got the 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 good young guys, but will they spend the money for solid players like a Trey Turner or a Rodon? Um, I I don't know. I that that's the thing. I don't know. Like if if the buzz is like worth you know believing because who knows how how Jed wants to do this whole thing. Um if they spend a lot of money on let's say Carlos Correa, who's probably more than likely gonna opt out of his contract, then that would be very interesting for a Carlos Carlos Rodan to come, you know, and be like, Hey, you know, seems like you guys need better starting pitching. (laughs) I've been in Chicago before, I know my way around.
1: (laughs) You're saying you're saying Turner doesn't move the needle, but Correa does, is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I think I think Correa moves the needle a little bit more than Trey Turner. I don't know. What do you think? Would you say they're kind of the same, or?
1: Well, you, yes, Korea is younger. Yes, there's maybe a little bit more of a longer upside towards Correa.
0: Hmm.
1: But I love Turner. I think uh, yeah. Turner is just as exciting and and a World Series winner on a an illegal. And uh, legal way of doing it <laughs> compared to Correa's, so I think it's a little more respect to that. Uh, but I nope, do right. understand where you could could rank those two. I just was a little surprised to hear that. That's all.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, and you know, Trey Turner coming from the Dodgers would be huge. Uh, to uh, I just I don't know, man. I, I feel like either like either one would move the needle. I feel like Correa is a bigger bigger name, and like you said, probably a little bit. At least forecasted, you know, upside uh, for Correa, a little bit longer playing time because he's younger. But Correa, might move the needle for a little more for, for a few more uh, big name guys, you know, that are going into free agency this year. Um, but again, I wouldn't be mad with Trey Turner. I would not be mad with Trey Turner. Um yeah, and then a calls Rodon. I don't know. Is there any other pitcher, any other big-name pitcher going in free agency this year? I can't. There's no names that come up to, to mind right now. I don't know if any come to yours. Jack's
2: thinking.
1: Things have to happen for Rodon to become a free agent. Um, I think he's got a player option year two. I don't know if it's player or team <clears throat> option. Oh, okay. Off the top of my head, pitching-wise, I cannot think of...
0: Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, I can't think like, of it. Yeah, you mentioned Rodon, and that was really the only one that came to my mind as well. So, the Cubs are again, we've said this multiple times. They're 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 in Chicago. They're a big organization. They should always be spending money. So, could Jet surprise us, you know. Be, but maybe, hopefully, because um, then you know, if they re-sign Wilson Contreras too, and they sign a Trey Turner or Carlos Correa. Carlos Rodon could come if he, you know, de- declines his player option. Another pitcher could come. Another, We, we need a little bit uh, better relief. You know, these guys start, you know, doing a lot better. They, they start building on their rookie years, their September call-ups. This could be a team next year to watch, right? You know, if you have Suzuki in right field, uh, Happen Center, like this, again, this could be a team to watch next season, but it, it all depends on how the offseason goes. It all depends if Jed wants to spend money. That's That's really the bottom line of it, and I, if they have a really, sh- they're gonna. Have, they're, I feel like they are gonna bounce back regardless next season. I I don't think in El Central champs by any means, but they should probably with with the pieces they've 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 brought up have a much better season than whatever record they end them uh, this season. At least that's you know that's what I think. But again, it all depends on Jed Hoyer spending money for the off season. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. I got on the Cubs. I don't know if you got anything else.
1: I don't. I don't. I think uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a weird, weird, weird season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. To our fourth and final segment. Told you guys last week we're bringing something new. The intro was a little bit different. Uh, And we're bringing you a new segment. We're doing four stars of the week. Football season is upon us. Basketball, the NBA, and the NHL are coming up soon. Still got baseball going. WNBA playoffs just finished. Me and Jack are gonna do four stars of the week. We're gonna pick four players from the past week in Chicago sports that we think stood out tremendously. Uh, you know, representing the the Bears, the Sky, the the Hawks, the Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls. Everybody. Uh, I'm gonna have two. Jack's gonna have two. And it doesn't have to necessarily be players. It could be coaches. It could be you know, assistant coaches, whatever, whatever, as long as they have to do, you know, as long as they have to do something with Chicago. And this segment is brought to you by Old Style Beer. Probably. I don't know. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, that'd be cool if it was. <laughs> I got you. Jack. Jack, like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm just going to say it. It's brought to you by Old Style Beer. I'm just, I'm taking a cue from... um. Jack and 3-up, three 3-down three with the Icy Hot. So, uh, sponsored but not sponsored, old-style old, old style <laughs> beer. Four stars of the week. I will kick it off, and my first star is going to Kaylee Copper of the Chicago Sky. It was a losing effort in a game five, but she had 22 points, four steals. Really, you know, if, if Candace Parker doesn't come back, yep, yep, round of applause. For Kaylee Copper, if Ken Parker doesn't come back, she's going to be the player for the sky. And, you know, she shows she shows it with her Game 5 performance of 22 points, four steals, and three of five from three. So she is going to be my first star of this week. Jack, who do you got for number two?
1: Number two. I hinted at this a little bit earlier. Um, since he has taken over the realm, not only has he pushed Rocco Bellandelli of the Minnesota Twins, <laughs> he's led this team to about a 10 and like 13 record since August 31st, since taking over over for Tony La Russa. Um, this guy is Miguel Cairo. He has taken a, a sense of this locker room. He's changed uh, the feeling of it. He's, he's turned these guys into believers. Hopefully, his reign will uh, continue along for a little bit longer as we can keep Tony out of this clubhouse. Uh, as, um because it's probably what's best for the team i don't think that will be the reality of the situation but i definitely wanted miguel cairo to get his credit where credit is due as he has led this team back into the race um Mm -hmm. as i have taken down the white flag um that is due (laughs) to miguel cairo so miguel cairo is my uh uh, first star of the
0: week he's bringing some fire to that team and and I think that's why I didn't mention him. I was gonna, you know, I was talking about Tony Larusa. I was like, I think this is gonna be his star, so I didn't mention his name. I didn't Appreciate ruin it. it. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, third star of the week. I'm gonna go with Dominique Robinson from the Bears. Rookie edge uh, had a sack and a half against you know the, the San Francisco 49ers, Is making Ryan Poles again, like I said before, look really good in picking him up. Uh, he just did really well in that defense and in a defense which i blogged about it before the game a defense a front seven that i was like this is kind of suspect outside of roquan smith and maybe you know uh, uh robert quinn other than those two guys the front seven was kind of like yeah are they going to perform really well and they did you know obviously roquan smith did really well but dominique robinson really stood out he's going to be a force to reckon with i think this entire season. I mean, who knows? You know, With his performance in game one, obviously we'll see the next few weeks, but could be defensive rookie of the year or something, man. I don't know. This guy looks powerful, and, again, he's a rookie. He's just going to keep doing way better. So that's going to be my third star of the week.
1: Love it. Love it. <clears throat> um, another great sneaky pickup from uh, Ryan Poles. you got to love it. Uh, yep. And t- to end us off, as much as you're going to hate it, it's my boy, the baby, the big baby, Eloy Jimenez, last 15 yeah. days. The guy's been a stud, 47 at-bats, 18 hits, 2 doubles, 5 homers, 14 driven in, 3 walks, hitting a 383 average with a 412 on base percentage, 7.45 slugging, and a 1.156 OPS. The guy's been stellar since coming back injured. Um, he's playing some games, finally, finally stepping into uh that dh role is, is what we've seen him mm-hmm. do more he's accepting that he's hitting the ball a little bit better as he's been removed from playing in the field he's staying healthy um so as i knock on wood big baby my last star of the week love it keep it up but lasted another three-run shot tonight um got to keep it up
0: yeah man he's did what? Did he hit a he hit a three run homer tonight? Right against the uh, Rockies. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's mashing. He's mashing. I remember. I, I think it was this. Was it this episode or last week's episode of Three Up where you and Alex were talking about it? Like he's just getting hot at the right time right now. So it was one of these episodes. I'm pretty sure you guys were talking the, about him. I don't know.
1: It might have been last week. All the weeks are yeah at this point. But four weeks remain. Week Twenty, week, 20 games. Twenty yep. games. Get it together.
0: Yep. All right. So that was four stars of the week brought to you by old style beer. Probably. I don't know. That'd be dope. Old style. Sponsor this segment, just a segment, not even the whole show, just the segment. It would be really cool. If you, could, if you could get some old style beer delivered, um, but yeah, old style sponsor this segment, four stars of the week. Hope it's you guys beer. enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got to We got to crack open, open some beers. Got to crack one open. Ha ha ha. uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the, a bit of a different intro, the four stars of the week, the brand new segment. And where can you guys see us, listen to us? Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, check us out on Instagram, at crack1media. Search crack media on YouTube uh, to find this podcast and our other podcasts on there as well. Go to crack I'm back to blogging about the Bears. So check out my blogs about the Bears. Um, usually just going to do, like, prediction stuff uh, for the Bears. Post-game stuff is on this podcast always. So go check out my blogs, all the blogs on there, the podcast, meet the team on crack and find me live tweeting about the Bears uh, and the upcoming bull season on Twitter at, and now Rick, you can find Jack. At Siffy Man, liking all my tweets and just being like, Holy fuck, why did I ever agree to be on a podcast with this fucking crazy man? Just just
1: wait for the day. Just wait for the day. I'll go off at some point. It's just, uh, I don't know if I really want to save it for this White Sox team or if we'll save it for uh, the Bears. It sure as hell will not be saved for the Blackhawks because it's not even worth my time. We will give you the ins and outs of the season as we get a little bit closer there. Uh, Hawks prospect camp starts this week, but realistically, not much going on there in the Hawks world. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been fun. I think uh, I enjoy seeing you passionate and uh, um, fill in the Twitter sphere with, with some Rick. So I'm happy about that. I love to see it. And uh, maybe I'll join in with one of your rants here soon.
0: Please do. That'd be so much fun. I, I love it. And and you you know, tune in guys if you guys are on the Crack One Media Instagram page, I'll I'll give like first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and then final reviews on all Bears games this year. At least I'll try to. I'll do my best. <laughs> and if you watched this past Sunday, you see how crazy my mood. I was like at a one and as soon as the the, the Bears beat the, the, the Niners, I was at a fucking ten. So um yeah. Jack, you got anything else for this episode?
1: I think that's that's, it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Another fun, exciting week of uh, of Chicago sports. Looking forward to another one. Um, The teams that need to get it done know what they need to do, and I look forward to Mm -hmm. hopefully seeing that happen.
0: Yep. Go Bears. And, you know, go Sox, I guess. (laughs) Gizzer. Bye, All right, man. All right, man. Always a pleasure. I'll see you next time. See ya.
2: something new that they used to Them all these little screw niggas, they lame Fuck with them, I can't Basic man, and strange vision, <laughs> faded and plainer. X nigga, one really with it, was on some bitch shit. Wasn't a fan and of your figure. And I only like the skinny women. Shit, I like my women plus size. No lie, that why I stress my son your butt thighs, that's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta, burger, french fries. Sometimes, Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my brushes, my fluffy, she sweats, she let me eye. Kiss on her tummy, my tummy, fit elevator perfect. Won't catch me lurking at all. My richer ones, I spit off. So proud and so tall, those cheeks around rounds of applause Over and over and over again Told so my homie and my parents we were only just friends At first, I couldn't let my secret out then It's getting deeper now, but I don't care what others think about me Came out of depression, had to pick up the penny again Skinny nigga, thick wallet, chubby, chasing them Benjamins Now i got trying to day to change the name So we winning again Sound posture. Hey. Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flat line. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flat line. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them all these little screw niggas. They, niggas, they, niggas, they, niggas.